for little creatures. All creatures welcome. This is the warm-up with Warlow and Moons. I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here! I'm not sure if he's woken up from the jungle or got home and still asleep on a Saturday morning, but Adam Cooney joins us on the line fresh from South Africa last weekend, of course, uh, the former Bomber and Bulldog star. Coons, welcome to you, mate. Um, how's the jet lag going? Oh, it's been a bit of a battle, to be honest with you. Going over there, it's fine, but getting back has been a bit of a, a struggle. I've been back for about a week now, but we got in uh, at about 2 o'clock on Friday morning last week. And then had a couple of hours sleep, and then I've been going to bed about nine o'clock, and then waking up at midnight, and then not going back to sleep until about six a.m. So it's been a bit of a battle, um, but it was certainly better than uh, sitting in the jungle. That's for sure. Sounds like, take sounds like we've woken home. you up this morning. Um, talk us through the, the the jungle experience, and I guess can we take a step back? How, how did you get there? As in, not physically. How did it come about? Uh, well, the great Liam Pickering gave me a call one day, and he was sniffing ten uh, percent out of it. So he was sort of he was forcing he was forcing it on me pretty heavily, and I thought, well, that's not really something that I want to get myself involved in. Um, I don't have a, um, a very oh, I, I don't I didn't mind all the heights and all that sort of stuff, and I've watched the show in previous years, but I thought I'm not sitting down and eating some of those disgusting things like a fish gut milkshake. I'm, I'm not mm. I'm not doing any of that. And then uh, my family were pretty keen for me to go on it. And yeah, basically was, was bullied into it by Pickers, <laughs> my manager, and Haley and the kids. Just tell us about the days, Coons. Like, is it as fun as it looks on TV? Because obviously they can cut it up on TV and they can edit it and all those type of things. But you're up pretty early <laughs> all day, aren't you? Yeah, they they cut it up into what is it an hour and a half show, and it makes it look like we're having the time of our lives. But they wake us up at Sparrow's part. I think it's it's well because we don't know what time it is during the day. We, we've got no idea. So I'm guessing that they woke us up at about six thirty every morning. They force you out of bed, so you start to create content at six thirty in the morning. What sort of content are you going to get at six thirty in the morning? I don't. It's nothing. It's just so. We get out of bed and then we move about one metre uh, from your bed. You sit by the fire. And I'm, I think that they come, Chris and Julia come into the camp. I'm guessing it was about sort of 12.30 at that stage. So from 6.30 to 12.30, you do absolutely nothing. You've got to work out a little routine in the morning to get you through. So basically, you've got to pass six hours in the morning, which feels like about three days before they come in and that's your excitement for the day is when they come in and, and tell you if you're either going home or doing a trial and if you don't get picked for a trial or you don't get eliminated then you basically have to sit there from 12.30 until about 6 or 6.30 when they get back from a trial to work out how much food you, you're going to eat for dinner and basically the only two exciting things for the day are them coming in and then <laughs> the people coming back from the trials to work out if you've got some tucker. Speaking of tucker, did you lose much weight? I lost, yeah, lost a bit. I did. Uh, I must admit, I did bulk uh, going in there because I knew that I was going to starve. So I've been, I've been preparing for this one since 2016, bulking up when I was from footy. So I did go in at 103 kilos and uh, left at 91. But uh, so I dropped oh, about yeah, 11 and a half. Rack, yeah. Uh, in the in the 28 days I was in there, but 
I put on about, I think, four or five since being out. But really, and I thought that you would get um, a little bit of food off camera because they obviously, they want you to perform and you've got to be at your best (laughs) providing content. So I thought, well, they'll fill us up off camera. But seriously, you get absolutely nothing. Were you You begging the cameraman for a chocolate? Oh, I was begging anyone. I would have done anything for, for a little bit of for wasn't, an M and M. Wasn't when Warney was in there a few years ago? He was allowed to have a dart on the yeah, side, and and uh, part of his I don't want to get into um, Carrie Ann this year, but she was obviously allowed to have yeah. makeup, which obviously didn't fill her, but um, she was allowed to have something. Yeah. You didn't put a rider before you went in. <laughs> I would have eaten Carrie Ann's lipstick at one stage. <laughs> I was that hungry, but no, she yeah, she had it in her contract that she was allowed to have her makeup. Warney was allowed to have his darts. If I was going to go in there again, I'd put it in there that I at least get a a little uh, or maybe a zinger box every every oh. three or four days when no one's looking. Imagine but the, imagine the fight a... when a zinger box got dropped into the jungle and there was twelve years <laughs> fight over who was going to get the wicked wings. It would have been a fight to the death for the potato and gravy. But you get a quarter of a cup of oats in the morning. And I tried to save my oats till about midday. So I wouldn't eat anything up until about midday. And then you stir it around with water. Uh, mm. And then you get two two spoonfuls of rice and two spoonfuls of beans for lunch. And after about a week of eating the beans, I just couldn't even look at them anymore. <laughs> so I didn't eat the beans and then I saved my rice for dinner. So I was basically eating a quarter of a cup of oats at about midday and then nothing until dinner. Because if we got half, the amount of stars you got half the amount of food and the half portion is seriously about three or four spoonfuls of dinner so i was practically saving my lunch for dinner so that's why i probably lost so much weight one of the i guess more moving parts of uh, the show this year was you speaking about your daughter who has cerebral palsy and the way you presented yourself on the show mate was fantastic and that would have not been an easy conversation to have but the rawness that you approached it with was just amazing Oh, thanks for that. Yeah, I, I guess uh, being in the jungle, you're sort of forced to, to open up and speak about things that you generally wouldn't. Um, and the, the other people in there made it really easy. So, yeah, I've, um, I've, my charity was the Cerebral Palsy Support Network, which um, they do amazing things. People with cerebral palsy, now our eldest Ash has it now. She's she's 22, so we call her a little girl, but she's actually growing up she's only she's only a little flight thing but um no she's a pretty cool little character i think moves has probably met her a couple yeah. of times um but yeah just to yeah so open up and speak about that unfortunately i didn't get the cash for him 100 grand would have gone a yeah, long way nice. to helping but just yeah to, to speak about it and uh, open up those conversations and i think everyone in there had a pretty um worthwhile charity so like some of the stories mm-hmm. we spoke about and some of the people that have been affected by you know, disabilities and cancer and things like that when we were in there was it was pretty moving. No, the awareness you brought to it, Coons, was just incredible. Well done on that one, mate. Mate, we'll move on to a little bit of footy. Now, there's been a little bit of talk this week about the booing. Now, you're a, t- you're a man that played against your old team, obviously, when you went over to Essendon. Did you cop a bit of booing? <laughs> well, I'm very fortunate that, like you, Moons, we have good last names mm. that are able to, to, to be extended out like the Rusciutos of the world, Moons and Coons. <laughs> so, um, I, I never got booed. My, my former team uh, and their supporters, I think they were they were jumping on board and saying Coons. But to be honest with you, uh, towards the back end of my career at Essendon, I think I was getting booed more by Essendon supporters <laughs> than anyone else. Wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just wrap it up, old man. <laughs> hey, big game tonight, the Blues and your old mob, the Western Bulldogs. Important game for both, obviously, probably even more so Carlton. But just quickly touch on that, mate. Um, what do you think of tonight's game? You're obviously doing a, a little bit of stuff footy-wise with 
SEN and Channel 7. What are, what are your thoughts on tonight's game? Yeah, well, I've only been back for a week, so I haven't seen a lot of footy over the last five or six weeks, but everyone was telling me when I got back that the Blues are a big chance this year, and then I watched them play <laughs> last week, Friday night, and it was it was just like the Carlton of old. They were a bit slow and pretty predictable with the way that they moved the footy. So, um, And the Dogs had just been sort of ticking along, so genuine 50-50 game. Uh, if Carlton used the footy like they did last week, the Dogs should be able to... to um, defend them pretty well. And they've got some pretty slick ball movement going back the other way. So I think they just need to find a couple more avenues to goal. I know they've got two Coleman medalists down there and they've got the Brownlow medalists in the middle of the ground, the Blues. So um, if they can find a small forward that can pop up and kick two or three, if the, if the big boys are getting held, the Blues might win. But um, Bodman Pelly, I think, is in, in mm. pretty rare form this year. I've, I've actually backed him to win the Brownlow every year for the last, uh, I think, seven or eight years and I've jumped off him this year and he looks like <laughs> he's a chair, so. yeah, I've done the same thing. That's, that's how good I'm at punting. Hey, uh, armchair experts on Channel 7, Coons, you, you've got a little gimmick at the moment, some team of the 21st century. Can you explain that? No, oh, this is one of Cam Luke's uh, crazy harebrained ideas that I don't understand. So we have to pick 23 players over the last 23 years to make a team, but you've got to pick each player from each year. So you've got someone from the year 2000 you've got to put in your team and someone from 2001 and all the way up to 2023. So you're only allowed to pick one player. So it ends up being a pretty star-studded team, Mm. but Oh, geez! I tell you what, it was an exercise that gave me a headache. Mate, uh, enjoy the footy this afternoon. The dog's on tonight, of course. Um, welcome back. Hopefully you get back in the time zone a little bit easier over the next couple of days. Get up for the kids for school and maybe you'll be back on track uh, to, for the rest of the season, mate. Thanks for joining us on the warm-up. Yeah, good on you, boys. I've been loving the show. I've listened to it um, in South Africa religiously. So good, <laughs> good on you, <laughs>